I know these officials in high school, my counselors and all the tests say I can't go to college and be nothing, but I think I'm going to try to, I, I was only 18. I just turned 18. So I didn't really, something was forming in me and I didn't know what it was, but I was going to pursue it and say, well, I think I'm going to go to college. I might have to go to a junior college where they'll take anybody lame, lazy or crazy. And that's kind of what I did. Everything was from the bottom. And it was just that inch, inch, uh, inch up with a lot of wild stories. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Well, I can tell by the numbers that you all enjoyed Delicia and Miami very much last week. And I think this week, thank you, persisters and brothers, I think you're going to enjoy Jason Pike as much. He is quite a storyteller. And just kind of backing up for a second, I'm working right now during my day job. I'm working on a case on one of the many, many old schools, boarding school type of schools, but there are wilderness programs and treatment centers for wayward teens that turned out to be desperately abusing, I mean, horrifyingly abusing uh, teenagers back in the day, breaking them down to a point where many of them couldn't put their lives back together. And it got me into a conversation with an old probation officer friend of mine today. For a long time, we just discussed the changes in juvenile justice how we know more about trauma and also how to treat young people that they're not, you know, lesser beings or people that we need to be treating and controlling. Um, and it just reminded me the case that I'm working on right now for my job, the documentary we're producing, it reminded me a little bit of Jason Pike's conversation. There are a lot of times where we look back on the good old days, quote unquote, and remember fondly how well things used to run. And I think if we really look deeper and remember some of the things that people have said and done to young people, our next most important, you know, the most important asset we have as young people, when we look at how we talk to them and label them and decide what they're going to be later on in life, it can be a disaster. And so we're at episode 140, I'm going to say 144, and 142 rather, and Jason Pike had a much better experience than some of the ones that I, the people that I'm interviewing for the documentary, but he, as a teen, was told, you know, you're not going to learn very easily, you're not really college material, all of the things, because he had a learning disability, he had some things that were just making life a little bit more challenging. How the military turned that around for him and how he allowed himself to be transformed is really impressive. A lot of times we think about uh, people who joined the military at a very young age, like, was it a good experience? Was it not? And for this young man who is now an older man, retired from armed services, 
he shares his story about how that experience of serving our country helped transform him into the person and the author that he is today, something very improbable, according to the people that knew him back when, but also he has done some things to help other people who gotten out of the military and kind of become a clearinghouse for information so that people can access the resources and services that they earned, that they deserve. So I really like his perspective. He's a fun storyteller, but he unpacks a whole lot that's really interesting. Hope you find it so. Thanks for being here and have a delightful week. Love hearing from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. I'm on Facebook on my author page and, of course, at lameredith.com. You can sign up for the weekly emails. Thanks again. Welcome for sisters and brothers. Today I have a guest who we connected a while back. He has now written two books on his very unlike what he feels is his unlikely path in the military, a complete rule breaker, somebody who's had a lot of odds stacked against him and lived to tell the tale, but barely. Jason Pike is very, very persistent. I will give you that. He is somebody who definitely doesn't give up and he knows what he wants and he's proud to share his journey. So I'm looking forward to that. Just letting you know a quick little update. I think I am scaling back on show notes a little bit. And I don't know if you've even noticed it, but I'm trying, not scaling back. I'm trying to find ways to get things done that happens quicker. And I have just been experimenting a little bit with different mechanisms to automate both my emails that come out maybe once, twice a month right now about my writing and guesting on podcasts and this podcast and whatever else is happening. So let me know if you see a difference. Also for my patrons, I'm about to share what I have learned in uh, a class I took on artificial intelligence and how to enhance our lives without becoming robots. Whether it's finding the right recipe for your new low carb diet, let's say, or vegan diet, and or creating a quick cover letter, or even getting help with content on, let's say, a presentation that you've got coming. How to use artificial intelligence, but then insert yourself into it so it's definitely your work. It was such an inspiring class, so I can't wait to share it with patrons. Join me at patreon.com for $2 or $5 a month. I'd love to see you there. Always find me on my author page. And thanks for being here as ever. I really appreciate you. And as we gear up toward the holidays, just know that your presence is a gift. And I hope that this podcast is one as well. Your shares, your ratings, your emails, it all adds up. And thanks for being a gift to me. So appreciate you so much. All right, let me put you on pause for just a tiny second. Jason Pike, thank you so much for being here today on Persistence You. And I was just looking at your new book, A Soldier Against All Odds, a brutally honest tale of a soldier's unorthodox life 
a rogue career, and an often maverick character, not easily aligned with the military credo. So I see the book in the background. If people are watching on YouTube, thank you for your work and for what you're doing here. Sure, yes. you're welcome. I'm happy to be on your show and to break it down for you a little bit and oh, uh, yes. tell you some stories or two. What is the thing, when you look at your life, like what is the experience if there's one above others that just like bisected your life? There was life before this happened and life after and everything changed and sort of started informing who you became. Well, yeah, it's really, this story is about survival, persistence, never giving up and a wild type of a story in the military. So I, I retired as a senior manager. I made it up to a lieutenant colonel, which is basically a senior official in the government and the military. But that one point when I was 17 years old and I went to a criminal correctional facility, not that I did anything criminal, but, you know, in the military, I joined really young because I had failed the first grade of my schools. I was not a great academic type of guy, even though I do got three, even though I got three college degrees uh, or English is my, well, I failed English, matter of fact, even though I'm a nation, national bestselling writer. But no, that really, truly, um, it was when I was 17 years old. I went to a criminal correctional facility and they beat the hell out of me. <laughs> and we did, we made big rocks into small. The reason I was there was I went through basic training and I was not able to drink the water coming out of the fire hose. It was coming out too fast. I'm a, I'm a slow processor. Uh, and so I, it takes me longer. I mean, that's okay. been determined by three different officials actually, uh, but I know. So um, yeah. And so they said, well, you can't adapt that well. So we're going to send, and this doesn't really happen. It happened to me, but it doesn't happen in the military. They sent me to a brig. A military is a brig, is a, a criminal correctional facility at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Okay. And it was just a different level of hell. It was more making big rocks into small rocks and climbing on rocks and getting yourself all cut up and bruised to where your, you know, your clothing is all hanging off of you and there's blood everywhere. And they were trying to do that as a scared straight tactic. And I didn't give up. And uh, one guy did. And I stayed in. And uh, I thought to myself, I know these officials in high school, my counselors and all the tests say I can't go to college and be nothing. But I think I'm going to try. to. I, I was only 18. I just turned 18. So I didn't really something was forming in me. And I didn't know what it was, but I was going to pursue it and say, well, I think I'm going to go to college. I might have to go to a junior college where they'll take anybody lame, lazy, or crazy. And that's kind of what I did. Everything was from the bottom. And it was just that inch, inch, uh, inch up with a lot of wild stories. I know these officials in high school, my counselors and all the tests say I can't go to college and be nothing, but I think I'm going to try. To, I, I was only 18. I just turned 18. So I didn't really Something was forming in me and I didn't know what it was, but I was going to pursue it and say, well, I think I'm going to go to college. I might have to go to a junior college where they'll take anybody lame, lazy or crazy. And that's kind of what I did. Everything was from the bottom. And it was just that inch, inch, uh, inch up with a lot of wild stories. Years in, in the middle, but I did. The audio book made me remember stuff. And so by going take 10, take 20, take 30, I'm thinking, I forgot about this. I forgot about that. And I could visualize my life and I was able to come up with even better stories. Well, just to add on to what was already there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you made it. So you get out of high school. It sounds like it was hard for you. 
because of processing differences, which doesn't mean you're slow. It means you learn differently, but they didn't know that back then. And then you get pushed into the military almost like you're a criminal and they wanted to wash you out, but you refuse to be washed out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you hit rock bottom in places, I don't know, it makes you feel tougher or stronger or, or maybe more resilient. Or I felt that, you know, I, I think I'm going to do more things. I, I just didn't know how, but I thought... There was no way to explain what I had been through in the military at that point, getting uh, almost nearly kicked out. And uh, yeah, so that's basically, yeah, that's it. Goes from age 17 all the way up to 48. I'm 58 right now, but I did 31 years in the military and I show all the ups. And, it shows my early life as well. Yeah. Right. Right. That's fantastic. Did you have you connected with young soldiers as you've been promoting your book? Maybe those especially who also had their own processing differences and or different family lives that didn't make college something that was going to happen easily for them. Mostly I've been making connections with younger people in, in general, folks that are going through college yeah. or and then you know th- th- that that having a slow processing ability in my when I was coming through was nothing you talked about. And uh, but I think a lot of people do identify with it when I look at the reviews and the comments and just, nice. you know, gym talk and casual talk. Usually that's where these. Hey, what do you do? Well, I'm an author of a book. I do some podcasting. Oh, wow. Can you send it to me? OK, yeah. And they say, oh, well, you know, and they say, you know what? I'm kind of like that, too, a little bit. And so uh, but I think that's where my biggest, yeah, biggest connection would be with someone who's maybe has disadvantages of mm-hmm. processing. Yeah. Sure. And I worked for about 20 years in juvenile probation. And sometimes we we nudged some of our more troubled youth toward the military, good or bad. That's what we were doing was saying, okay, you know, you're not making it out here. Maybe you need more structure. Let's try to push you there. Do you suggest it now looking back after 30 years in the military? That's a lot of service. Thank you very much for it. But looking back, was it a good thing? Overall, yeah, that's where all my education came from. That's, I mean, that's where my structure came from. That's where my money came from. That's where a lot of training came from. So I didn't think I, you know, I started as a National Guard weekend warrior, drinking beer, you know, one weekend a month, two weeks a year. I never thought that I was going to go active full time. I just said, well, you know, they'll take anybody, which, yeah. And so, uh, and, and that's a, a good question is how did you get into the military? Because you have to take a test and mm-hmm. you got to be physically and you got to be mentally. Well, I also had some problems physically, but I didn't talk about which is osteomyelitis, but I, I lied to them about my physical issues. Uh, it was before the internet. And as far as uh, getting <laughs> a good question is how did you, how did you pass the entrance exam? Well, I was in the National Guard. That was we call that the nasty, nasty girls. It was a it was a less than best. Well, it was at the time, and they I think they just slid me through. I think they just I, I don't think I passed. And they said, "Ah, oh, we need some numbers," and they just threw, put me in there. So uh, that's kind of how I get in on the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And was there a point in which you knew you wanted to stay? Like, was there a moment where you're like, "Okay, this is." This is home. Yeah, sure was. So once I got my college degree, I became an officer, which was a, as a leader in the military. Yeah, and I knew I was going to stay either National Guard or full time. 
I eventually got on full time because I had an ROTC scholarship. I did so well at the junior college. They gave me a scholarship to go to R. Uh, so I got my, uh, yeah. So, uh, and then one, they got on active duty. Once I got on to active full time service, I said, I'm staying here and they're not. And so, but yeah, exactly. I love it. What were some of the best places you traveled? Looking back, what were some of the places you're like, wow, I would have never gone here or there without, thank goodness, the military? It would be South Korea because of the food. I, okay. I, I matter of fact, just this, just I just got through eating Korean food. I, it, the, it, I just like the kimchi, the tastes, uh, the vegetables, and the fermented cabbage and things. So, I would have never have probably eaten Korean food in my life unless I had tried. I'd lived there six years, three different tours. So. Okay. Yeah. So you really like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. What was it like to start when you knew after 30 years? Because I mean, at some point, that's a lot of time. What was it like to start to transition out of such a structure that you had had given you so much and you had given so much to it? You know, what was yeah. it like to transition out of that? Yeah, transition, for, yeah, transition for me was a difficult. I'd, I had developed post-traumatic stress. Uh, some people call it post-traumatic growth, but I was burned I had I had gone to the point of <laughs> walking like a zombie, and I knew I needed medical help. Also, I I, I went through the transitional pro- they have transitional programs, and I went through like I'm a slow processor. I went through that about six times to try to understand what to do when I get out. And for the most part, I just wanted to seek mental medical help, mental health, and that's what I did for probably two years, and <laughs> until I got a job, and uh, I got a job with the Centers for Disease Control. I'm not there now, but. I, I did that for a little while because of the COVID outbreak, and cool. uh, and I worked from home. And then I started working on my book, and I dropped that full time gig with the government to pursue my passion with these stories and books and podcasts. Yeah, I love it. How did you? How did that incorporate into your healing journey? That was part of healing as well, because I vomited up a whole lot of things and I have to talk about a whole lot of things over and over and over. And if you just keep expressing it over, it's like, you know, you, you'll eventually you'll get it out and, and you'll be able to understand it and process that out. So I did that with counselors and when I got out and then I started writing a book and then getting it out there. And matter of fact, I, it was it was a tough process that first that uh, it was it was a tough tough process to see it out because I'm scared whatever what is everybody going to think about me when I got all these hidden skeletons everywhere and you have to go through that and feel comfortable with that got to learn about the statute of limitations if it's okay so many years it's gone by it's okay and then change some people's names and because I'm afraid people might come back and you know want to kill me or hurt me or something. So I have to go through that process. And a lot of fear and anxiety are built up just by putting the book out. Uh, regard- and that's that's separate than just looking at your own life and under and, and having to relive it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did you find yourself having more empathy for people that maybe you didn't even like before you were writing the book? <laughs> well, I had a problem with my mother always, but after I wrote the book, I come to terms with her a lot, even though she's passed away. But once I had to research some of her background and some of her skeletons that I didn't realize that she had in the closet, then I thought that, you know, I, I came to terms with her. I'm no longer mad at her anymore like I used to be. And so uh, I got over that. That was a big one. And some of the past issues I've had, maybe my few of my enemies, I've come to terms with them more. 
I would not want to see them on the side of the road, but I, I have come to, I have come along a lot longer towards uh, healing with them. Yeah. I love that. That's baggage. You made a decision no longer to carry through life in a sense mm-hmm. and writing helped you lighten the load. So I really think that's fantastic. It's just interesting because a lot of people want to write their stories. And I think it's not therapeutic for everyone. If they hadn't had the help, like you did, you, you went to therapy first and then were able to do this. But I think it's such an important part of healing if you have that support. Yeah, What's you, been, might, you may not want to publish it on Amazon. You may just want to have it for yourself and have right. a, maybe in your wherever your bank deposit box is uh, certificate. And so maybe something for the family. But um, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, but no, that's that's been a blast. It's been a blast. It's been a passion. And um, that's I've got uh, two books out. One's like you're talking about the one with the wild and crazy stories for everybody about persistence and survival as a soldier against all odds. And then another one, maybe not for your audience, is more for veterans and a veteran self-help guide. It would be, you know, transitioning out of the military and getting your out of the uniform back into life. Right. Back Back into into civilian life. life. So more of a self-help guide, real short. Uh, So, yeah. So that's kind of those two books. And um, my future, in my future, I've got other ideas. So what this has done is the creativity part. There's not a whole lot. You got to do what you say in the military. You do what you say. So there's not a lot of creativity involved too many times, but the creativity has started with me. So by doing that first book and then then just because I've done it, then I start thinking of these other ideas and things that I can do other books and things. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've got going on. Uh, I'll have some more coming out. I guarantee that. That's fun. <laughs> I'm really glad for you. Now, when you meet, if you were to speak to high schoolers or, you know, youth that might have a problem with direction, this is a scary world today to be thrown into uh, being a grown up. Would you encourage them toward the military and what would you say to them? Yes, I would definitely encourage them to go there. But there's so many myths. I would try to tell them just because you go to the military does not mean you're going to get killed or watch someone get killed. Yes, I have. But I had 31 years. I only had one year in Afghanistan. But no, there is just so many jobs. Like if, if you were to like, OK, the military, think of Coca-Cola. If you work for Coca-Cola, it doesn't mean you're going to be driving a Coke truck. You could, you, there's just so many positions out there that you may not touch a weapon every six months. You, there's just so much out there. And I would say that open your eyes a little bit more and you can go into the organization and transfer like I did because it's such a large organization. You go in, you don't like something, you can wait a little while to get something else. And even if you don't like it, you're considered a respectable member of society. You'll get some priority placement because you're a veteran. Uh, veterans have priority placements in a lot of different jobs. It could be with the government, the police, or any other any other thing. And so um, it's a respectable place to start. And uh, because once you get out, you're considered a veteran and you've got experience and you've probably got some schools as well. And uh, so it is uh, a lot of employers want folks who have been drug free and have had accountability and they've had a lot of the training that they don't want to have to do to, you know, you may have a security clearance or a higher clearance. There's a whole lot of things that the military may give you uh, and uh, college as college, college and a lot of a lot of college benefits. uh, either when you're there or when you get out. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of good habits, hopefully, a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. And for listeners who have kids who are reaching adulthood, you know, that's just something to think about. I like that you brought up the point. Not everyone's going to be on the front lines. No, there are I mean, a lot more options. Oh my gosh. When I was in Afghanistan, about half of the people there were not even military, they were civilians, they were support civilians. Um, uh, contractors and things, but no, 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 really with the tip of the spear, I think it's about 90% of everybody in the military does not shoot or get shot at. They're all backing up the tip. Think of a spear. Most of that tip is somewhere in the rear, you know, that's just the way it is. Excellent. I mean, that sounds really a lot more hopeful than a lot of us would know. So thanks for breaking that down. I appreciate it. So where can our listeners get to see more of your books, maybe sample the audiobook clips and get to know about what you're working on next? Yeah, jasonpike.org, jasonpike.org. That's where all my social handles are at. That's where the two books are at. And I got some blogs there. But yeah, jasonpike.org, that's where the next books will come out. It's all on Amazon. I'll put it on Amazon. Uh, and so you can find it there and the reviews there. And if you could leave me a review, even if you hadn't read the book, I'd appreciate it. But no, that's kind of what I'm doing. And that's where you can find me, jasonpike.org. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. And I really wish you all the best. That is an exciting story. And with it, you're a really good ending. I'm Thank happy you. for you also to find your passion at having transitioned out of the military after so long to find something this exciting for your next chapter is really fantastic. Yes, it is, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thanks for being here. All right. You have a good one. Bye-bye. One awesome thing that Jason and I spoke about just as he was getting off the podcast is his second book is all about helping veterans access the benefits that they have earned and that they deserve. And if you've dealt with the Veterans Administration, if you have friends who have, sometimes it's such a big group of people to serve that they don't always get the information about those benefits. What about housing help? What about mental health benefits? What about great discounts on some things or retraining opportunities? All of the wonderful, wonderful things that our veterans really, really deserve to have, well, He's done his best to include all of the relevant links because transitioning out of any career is challenging. Transitioning out of a life position like parenting, if you're facing empty nesting as an example, that can be a real challenge. Leaving a 30-year or 20-year career and getting your identity and the help that you need to make this shift That's important. I love that he's done that. So really do look at his site. If you know someone who needs that great information, I admire him so much for not only sharing the adventure of 30 years serving in the military after being told in essence that he wouldn't, you know, wouldn't probably get to go to college otherwise, might not amount to much, you know, all of those kind of negative messages him surviving and doing really well, but then showing other people how to transition out. That's awesome. Hope you have a fabulous week. Thanks so much. And I will see you next time. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe and I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.